The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Book Club Show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana Mahmood and I hope you have had a wonderful week so far. I am really, really delighted to be in the virtual studio today with a new and wonderful guest and looking and talking about her brilliant, brilliant new book, um, which is called Dark Destiny. And the author is Yazara. And I'm delighted because I had Yazara with me. Um, God, I actually can't remember. Maybe I think a couple of years ago. It might be actually longer than that. Um, talking about her first book. But this is um, the newest book that she has written. It's called Dark Destiny. And as always, what I will do is read a little bit of the blurb. Um, and then we are going to um, go straight into talking to Yazara about the inspiration and about her journey as a writer and kind of like um, conversations about themes, uh, wider themes to do with her book as well. Um, so the blurb is, Ray never expected being a sociopath would make her the perfect vessel for the one power that can destroy all, including its bearer. However, even after unleashing it upon her mental institution, um, Soteria did not end their hold on her. Hero is closer to finding answers to the mysterious sickness plaguing the secret world, but the person who can place it all together inevitably drags him into the past. Every new discovery Hero makes is a threat to what humanity he has clung onto. When friends become enemies and bad blood spills between brothers, can Hero and Ray battle their own mental demons before the real ones get them? So that is a fantastic um, blurb to Dark Destiny by Yazara. Um, and I'm going to welcome Yazara on to the show now. So assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for taking time out to, to speak to us and to coming back on the show. I know we spoke um, a couple of years ago, obviously, with your first book, and that was an absolute joy to read, and so was this one. Um, and it just so happens, I was talking, um, I think it'd been, it was on my last show, that this type of genre in terms of kind of fantasy and, and those things aren't something I used to read maybe growing up as much yeah. I think you know for whatever reason um so it's been so great to kind of just open my own um I guess interest in terms of different genres is you know it's been an absolute pleasure um so I guess my first question really um would be like what um what was what's the journey been like let's talk about that maybe at first in terms of the the first book and now this Oh gosh, um, so <clears throat> definitely long, <laughs> a long <laughs> journey between the first book and this one. Um, I suppose it's always it, uh, a different view from, let's say, a reader's perspective of, um, even though, let's say it was know, about four years or so um, between the first and the second one being published. Um, but the writing process started way, way before that. So for for me, it's even longer and um, even more of a struggle um, in terms of um, trying to uh, improve myself, my own writing, um, and and improve upon uh, the uh, my um, writing skills, but also the storyline itself. Because mm-hmm. um, I talked a little bit about this in our first interview um, with my first book, but I started writing when I was twelve. Mm-hmm. So um, and 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 the story basis of the story at least started at that point too when I was 12 so having that develop the storyline the characters writing from a 12 year old to a 29 year old now <laughs> is um a uh a, a interesting but mm. uh, difficult struggle within it within itself just that you as a person mm. develop your outlook on life develops um as well as the natural writing skills as well but how you see things and understand understand things obviously are um drastically change so then your um as a writer your your story then has to change as well as the characters um so there were many um times where i had to start from scratch basically to to reflect that in the story yeah and i think it's so and and absolutely obviously um i can kind of understand yeah what that journey it's been like because yeah like you said obviously you started off very very young and um obviously we all we all go through change and you know we, we kind of um have different experiences and how much of that I guess comes into into um our writing um so like on that note so what kind of inspired you I know you, we would have touched upon this when, when I first interviewed you mm-hmm. but 
what's kind of inspired you to to be in part of that journey as a writer maybe first what got you into it and what made you kind of still stay because you know you can sometimes you yeah you know I speak to writers and you know they're, they're going through struggles or kind mm. of you know writer's block or mm. uh you know I, I know it, it's not easy so um yeah I'm just wondering what what's that been like yeah sure so I suppose starting with uh how I started um it had always um always been sort of more of a uh, a hobby um a a a pastime really writing little st- stories when I was young um back in and then I mean very young so primary school age I mean nine ten eleven ages and things um and, and I enjoyed that I enjoyed writing stories uh it started off as the typical uh you know English homework tasks um that were set for you um in school and I found that one I enjoyed it but I was also good at it because other people like to hear my stories mm. so I think that encouragement in itself played a massive part in the enjoyment side of it mm. um so kind of having that at a young age friends teachers family being interested in your stories mm. um and wanting to hear that because as a as a child um a story is just it's, it's just another voice of yours um mm-hmm. and so when someone's interested in that they're interested as a as a sort of add-on interested in you and what child doesn't want that attention right <laughs> so, um and that was that was the I suppose the very early beginnings of just that interest in stories itself um and writing um and I always loved reading reading has always been a part of my life I can't remember a time where I wasn't reading mm-hmm. um even so that started when my mom my mom used to um read books to me and um and I and that kind of engagement with my mom and always taking me to the libraries and finding books for me to read um um started the enjoyment of reading stories in general but then writing came along I think I think as an after after effect of that and they're very closely related and mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's anyone who could say that they don't like reading but they like mm-hmm. writing so mm-hmm. I do think that they're very very closely linked there um mm-hmm. but yeah it is the I understand because I I know a lot of friends who also enjoy both reading and writing but are at different stages some have have struggled to just get that started the starting point mm-hmm. um and others have like all these wonderful ideas and even written bits and pieces but they then struggle to either follow through or kind of put put that into a solid mm-hmm. novel story um and I've been through all those stages I think I just started earlier <laughs> with my struggles <laughs> That's yeah. um yeah writer's block in it is uh a really really big one but I think anyone but Mm -hmm. I I have definitely experienced that experiencing even right now because I'm still writing Mm -hmm. um and I think that how people get through writer's block and continue writing I think everyone has their own strategies things that work for them Mm -hmm. but the main point is that that I'm I've writing has always been something personal to me Mm -hmm. so I have many many times considered giving up on not not stopping writing in itself but the just the idea of publishing and actually getting my book out there and all those other things that come with it sales etc which I'm terrible at but Uh that side of oh I've I've wanted to give up many 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 times (laughs) but writing itself I've never I've never thought about stopping the actual me wanting to write whether that's a short story um or continuing a novel um that process I've never wanted to stop because that is deeply personal Mm. and has got me through a lot so that's my own form of therapy really Mm. so without it I'd be lost yeah no and I think you know that there's something there about um there's an element of see I guess persistence you know in terms of you know when when you talk about self-discipline and and, and keeping those things going Mm. I think I really like what you said about it's true because when something's personal to you, it, yeah. it the, you know, everything else is almost secondary, you know, the, the, who the reader might be, who the audience is, what's going to, you know, and all of those things. And I think maybe that's sometimes a lot of us tend to forget, you know, that actually first and foremost, if you're doing something for yourself, whether, you know, like you said, it's, it's therapy or some sort of other yeah. kind of enjoyment, you know, I guess if, if that mm-hmm. is the starting intention, it, I mm-hmm. assume it kind of makes it easier if you, 
remember that, I yeah. guess, you know, so yeah. then when there are some barriers or something, you, you might be able to overcome them, you know, hopefully um, a bit better. But I wanted to just come back to what you were saying in terms of um, the fact that obviously you, you know, your mum used to take you to the library and you used yeah. to reading and that obviously um, kind of informed your the fact that you're a writer now. Um, is there anything like I'm, I'm wondering for parents, carers that might be listening in um, where, you know, I know there's sometimes a tendency that all oh, the STEM subjects kind of there's a lot of focus on, you know, science and mm. math, tech, et cetera, whatever it is. Yeah. And sometimes the more creative subjects are maybe less, you know, down the hierarchy. Mm. Um, what do you think? is the benefit though like because I mean I kind of see I I see the fact that actually I like to push my children into more creative things yeah. because of when it comes to well-being and you know just general skills as well yeah. but what is your kind of opinion on that gosh I could speak about this forever um <laughs> yes I I do passionately um believe that creativity has so many benefits um to, to mental well-being um development in general so if you if we're looking at it from a childhood perspective um uh not to get too much into my psychology mm. here with but um uh, that's how that that's how children learn um mm. through play through uh, through creativity through, through through drawing through that's how children process and that's that's a developmental stage um for a healthy child to go through um so and and arguably, actually, that helps with academic things. Mm. So just as a very loose example, um, that I think some people think that if you're academic, you can't be a creative or you might not be as good as being creative or vice versa. Mm. Um, but that's just not true because there's so many different learning styles. Um, and you might find a child's better at, let's say, understanding something in a, a diagram form or would like you know like things more colorful and they need color coded for example to to try and remember things rather than being a block of text and that's just another form of creativity really mm. um i think we we're quite um I, strangely enough we're quite um uh, restricted in what we think is creative mm-hmm. so either it's you have to be uh, you know lost in a fantasy world mm. or um be drawing comics or um you know these these that typical what we would think of being a, a very creative person would look like um but it's it's a lot it's a lot lot more than that and it's and it's different for different people what they what speaks to them in terms of being creative in for example i i find people who can um do all these mm. technical things and build i don't know websites or um put together a car and things like that that's so that, that's wizardry to me <laughs> how they you know how the mind thinks but yeah. that in itself is just a different form of creativity mm-hmm. um so i would i would deeply encourage that kind of exploration more than anything else mm-hmm. um because if you don't if you haven't tried something one you don't know if you like it mm-hmm. um and you won't know if you're any good at it and you won't know the benefits of it if you haven't tried it so mm-hmm. If you've done something and fair enough, it didn't click for you, that's fine. You know, mm. there's, there's, I also don't think anyone should be forced into trying being more creative than they are either. Mm. Um, but it's that experimental stage, which is especially important for children and children's development. Mm. Um, though I do think it's equally as important in adulthood, but that's mm. that's probably a bit more personal <laughs> to my <laughs> belief there. That we could be just as creative in adulthood, but that's really important in development of a child as well, that experimenting um, and experimenting um, with being creative in different forms. And that's, and I think being general, yes, some people may see that as a setback. It's like if they're, they're allowing the child to be more creative, it will distract them from the other more academic things, like you said, mm-hmm. sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really, really do come hand in hand. Um, it, uh, the, the brain is amazing. Allah's made it so amazing that you, you can practically learn and do anything. And we only use 2% of that brain power. Mm. So the more we stretch it, the the better for us. We're able to take more, absorb more, do more. Um, and what's the best, what's the, a better way to be, to expand your brain and challenge it than 
mm. thinking of things outside of your normal everyday world right that's yeah. <laughs> that's what I think anyway yeah no absolutely completely echo what you're saying and I think um and definitely it's both, you know, we're talking about, yeah, I mean, young, younger people, but like you said, you know, for same for, for adults and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the capacity of the brain, like you said, it's literally where we're using 2% and anything that, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing because it, yeah. there is, a, I guess, a form of upskilling because it could be mm-hmm. actually, there's a certain um, creative skills I really enjoy and I want to improve that, or it could literally be, you know, taking up completely something new. And I know a lot of people during lockdown, you know, kind of did that. And I think that's maybe mm-hmm. what we need to remember, how many of us really relied on the kind of artsy, creative stuff to help us get us through that period of isolation, oh, you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. um, so definitely. And, and, and yeah, and of course, again, it's all about developing skills. We can feed into any kind of career, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, definitely, I, th- I think that's true. So, um, and obviously talking about now the, the book that you've written, um, Dark Destiny, which is kind of the the, the second series of, of, of in, in, in uh, do I, what do I call it? Do I call it, um, is it a saga? Would that be the right thing? I don't know what saga. Oh, I'd love it if it was a saga. <laughs> Maybe one day it'll become a saga. Well, okay, okay, okay. But enough. yes, it's a fantasy series. So Dark Destiny yeah. is the second book. The first one was um, The Sickness. Uh, yeah, yeah, the second book in the series. Yeah, series. Okay. And, and obviously, um, we, like I mentioned earlier, it's it's looking at that kind of um, fantasy element of, in terms of your story writing. Now, what is it in particular about this type of kind of writing in the genre that you enjoy and you kind of was it intentional that you wanted to pick that this is a type of like book I want to do or was there something else that played a part in that so that's a that's a very interesting question I'm not entirely sure myself um because I think what so what how it maybe started is I and where it comes from I don't know but uh reading books I just enjoyed fantasy so and I've read many books, as you would in school, as a parent would, you know, give you all those um, um, Thomas Tank Engine books, etc. Those kind of things. I can't think right now. But right from early childhood, you know, you're, you're kind of more given those books, aren't you? From school, from parents, they choose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to a certain extent. I mean, you might like the picture on the front, but I mean, it's a, it's a parent and as an adult that's choosing for you, right? Um, so, and I think we all have that similar start and we all probably read the similar books as as very early childhood but as you as I you know grew and you could choose your own books and you kind of have a school library and things like that for whatever the reason is and I I don't know this myself but I just enjoyed the more fantasy style books Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed reading that um and and I, I have tried other books I you know just working on the theme of trying things at least once I've tried other kind of books crime thriller books romance books even like definitely not do that um Mm. and um contemporary fiction lots and lots of different um genres um and I just just had that interest and I I was absorbed in the world of the fantasy um and we can put many theories into that escapism is definitely one of them um I always say why do I want to read about real life um tragedies and issues when I can just turn on the news (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) things like that I mean again um, so uh, there, I'm sure there's many deeper meanings about certain things. I'm sure we can analyze my childhood in different ways. But yeah, I, I was very interested in the fantasy as a genre in, in books. So when, and I've always had a very active imagination. So I'm sure that very much influenced my imagination. And that's the kind of stories and little um characters and things that kind of that sort of popped up in my mind mm-hmm. that, that's just what 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 came to mind um like the stories that you do as a uh, imaginary friends everyone had one of those at some point in their childhood but mm-hmm. um mine sort of developed into more mental mental characters um then they just happened to have I don't know, supernatural powers mm-hmm. or could fly and things like that that's just you know when others were thinking about unicorns and princesses I was thinking about vampires and witches and all sorts it's just how my brain worked so naturally when I got into writing and interest in that or most of my characters and the stories I thought of was more fantasy Mm -hmm. um and and I loved it as much as I loved reading it I loved writing it and then 
So why stop something you love? And I just continued there. Mm. You know, I love, I know you've mentioned like vampires and stuff, but I'm still going to say it's really wonderful because I think it comes back to the thing of um, what we're saying in terms of, uh, I I guess, creative minds and whatever sparks Mm. your imagination. And, you know, obviously that, that's what, it was happening for you I guess in terms mm. of reading and obviously it makes sense to then you know it was almost like an organic thing to to then go into your writing yeah. um but I guess why do you think I mean I don't want to generalize in terms of you know maybe our own communities but mm. we cool. know from our own kind of um faith perspective that there are the things of the unseen that we aren't mm. um necessarily we, we yeah we don't necessarily see but we do yeah. know that they exist because you yeah. know Allah, we know that Allah's creation is is, is more than just kind of um, us as human beings mm-hmm. um but I do still sometimes get a sense though that people tend to uh, I don't know what I should say shy away from like so, always yeah. fa- mm-hmm. you know always fancy or maybe we shouldn't be reading I don't know something mm-hmm. like Harry Potter let's say you know because yeah like dark magic you know so yeah. how how do we I guess reconcile that because we know these things exist mm-hmm. so surely in that sense it should be fine to write a fictional book about it yeah but yeah, but yeah so I guess what how does that work do you think yeah yeah I I totally understand um like I said like you said already um it quite generalized there but we even mm. know from my own experiences and I have too um that there are different opinions um, you know, uh, rightly so. People are like, to, to and, and how they feel about um, the topic in itself. Mm. Um, and I, uh, and starting so early on, I actually and I struggled so 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 much with this actually mm. more than a lot of other other things because um, I suppose well when you're young and you're still learning, you're still learning about your religion as well as the world and everything else that's that's part of it you're still learning about that so when and and you get different inputs information opinions from you know your your surroundings people around you and as well as culture uh, which is not always the same as religion and but just point out um and so i yeah i really really did struggle with that and um i think I don't know if I so much reconcile with it as try to understand others, myself and religion more. So mm-hmm. I would never say to anyone or even to myself, a definite yes, no, or yes, you can, no, you can't or anything mm-hmm. like that to, mm-hmm. to anyone. I think it's a, just like with um, a lot of things, it's a personal, a personal belief experience um, for them. And I respect that. However, Mm. however that might um look to uh, another person on the outside it's it's your own inner feeling and so I, I 100% respect that for others and for myself and that I'm still mm. I'm still just I suppose discovering that in myself even at 29 I, I don't have the answers for that so on a personal level um we all were brought up with you know learning about our religion right I mean we we, we learn that as 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 we develop um, but honestly, for myself, I did not, um, how do I put this, connect so closely with my religion um, mm. until I was at least 14-ish, you know, mm. teenage years, mm. um, where I, um, I, I in, in a way, found it myself because mm. I, I was struggling in my own ways with life, mental health, etc. And religion, honestly, saved me. Religion mm-hmm. saved me. Um, and I was writing at the same time because like I, I already started writing this at 12. So you can you can see how the two things in my life, religion and then writing, which saved saved me, saved my mental health, saved my own childhood. Well, teenagehood, childhood was way past then. Mm-hmm. Um and they and they influenced each other. Um and that just I and I, I can't I, I don't know how I would separate them anyway. Um and with how I how my journey was. So my my intention was then just to sort of inspire that kind of love for and interest in as well as reading and writing, but for, for the religion as well. And what what better way to do that than put into something you enjoy? Again, that's just my own opinion. No, no. And I think it's, it's definitely one of those things that when we approach any kind of, I guess, uh, books or reading, you know, it's the nuance in it. And I think it's also, there has to be an element for the reader that you're able to discern, uh, you know, in terms of what is and isn't, I guess, I don't know what to use the word, 
acceptable but that's just it we're, we're all individuals we're all different um and i think you know I completely take on board um everything that you said because it is at the end of the day you're using your faith or whatever's kind of close to you to inspire you know a, a piece of writing which actually brings a lot of joy to a lot of people um so yeah i think it's just you know i think you've kind of encapsulated the struggle quite well like in being kind of a writer and then being obviously a writer of, of um kind of missing faith and the things that actually what we sometimes need to think about and the burden of representation so you're right i think it's great to have the diversity representation but then the burden I get that gets maybe placed on the yeah. artists or writer themselves can feel really, really huge. Yeah. But actually all you want to do is you just want to write something you enjoy, you know, and, and kind of share it with people. So, yeah. um, but no, I, I really appreciate that you've, you've kind of shared that, you know, in, in terms of in a really honest way. Um, so obviously we are talking um, about your um, second book, Dark Destiny, um, on the book club show today. Uh, we are just now going towards an, an ad break. So we will be back in the second half. We're going to talk a little bit more about um, Yazara's book, um, Dark Destiny. And hopefully we're going to have a short um, little reading um, from Yazara's book, which I'm really, really excited about. So in the meantime, you can grab yourselves um, maybe some tea or coffee and we will be back in a few moments. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the book club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana Mahmood and on today's show I am joined by Yazara and we are talking about her second book, uh, which is called Dark Destiny. And in the first half of the show, we were talking a little bit about her inspiration and journey in becoming a writer, um, why she has a particular interest in the fantasy genre. Um, and we had a really kind of interesting like, discussion just before we went to the break, um, a little bit about kind of diversity and representation when it does come to, um, I guess, books and, you know, the wider, you know, publishing industry um, and the importance of having that diversity, but also at the same time, acknowledging that sometimes there is a burden of representation, you know, on on artists and writers. And there's sometimes a struggle of how we can reconcile, especially, I guess, as as Muslim creatives, how to reconcile our, our faith with maybe the the art subject that we're doing. Um, so it's been really, really pleasure so far to be speaking to um, Yazara. Um, so we're going to go straight back into um, kind of the conversation. And what I was thinking is just to share a really, really small quote from um, Yazara's book, Dark Destiny, um, which is, at 16, he was part of a powerful gang that brutalized any weakness shown. Um, and I guess, um, Yazara, just bringing you back on, um, what kind of, to what extent do you think that society programs boys to be averse to showing any kind of weakness you know and what kind of impact that does, does that have and and i guess if you can relate that in the wider context or maybe in terms of the the character in, in your book as well yeah i think um so thinking about um first of all it might be easy just just for me to start from my character um mm. because that was influenced by society and, and experiences mm. so that that they do fit in with each other. Um, so the character, the main character, his name's Hero. And um, as we spoke um, earlier in the show about fantasy, but actually there's a lot of real life elements in it as well, um, including um, exploitation, um, trauma, etc. So it's it's not just all fairies and fantasy creatures. They have um, and have real um, issues really that are that are woven into it as well. Um, so. He, that extract is part of Hero's um, childhood, teenagehood, um, and what he went through at his um, joining a gang. Um, and so the idea of of having to be um, strong and not show certain types of emotions um, and to be able to deal with the situation that that, um, that you're in, for this, this is for all, I think, all genders, um, but I, I touch upon for men and boys in particular um, in this book um, with Hero's character. Um, and, and I think, I don't have a particular reason why, um, but in terms of the wider context of society, I think we've moved along and changed quite a lot from when I was young and started to write this till now in terms of our, our understanding of that need to, to talk about our mental health and emotions for boys especially mm -hmm. i think that's a good thing that we've kind of that's that's been a bit more of a campaign to 
for 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 boys men to to look after their mental health and that it is a struggle for them in different ways mm. but at the same time i think there's uh, a new struggle in terms of that there's those messages on social media and the tv and things like yeah talk you know reach out speak about your mental health you know the uh, that calm campaign you know um reaching out against being miserable campaign these kind of things that are um encouraging boys and men to speak out about um their difficulties and when they're struggling but i personally from what i've seen and, and i do i do work in mental health but so society in itself hasn't quite caught up with that if that makes sense mm. so it, there's a new struggle in terms of it being pulled on two ends now in a way so which creates a new type of pressure so there's that pressure of of uh you know the typical man up you know you, mm. you, you we recognize you might be struggling but you'll get through it so it's that sort of a new element to it now so now that we are more aware we know and have those messages that we should um um you know take care of ourselves and 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 for men to take care of them and boys take care of themselves um but are we giving them that space time strategies to actually know how to do that mm. so now it's that pressure of oh, well i know i should but i'm not so now i'm worse off <laughs> and mm. so there's I, I i there's that way that kind of idea of you're telling boys and men to do to to pay attention to themselves and other you know friends i think that's that's part of the campaign as well to each other but how do you do that no one's telling them how to do that um and 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 the environment society people who um not by the info also don't know how to do that but they know they've also getting that message of oh that you know that they can struggle in the, in in with their mental health as well so it's it's all not getting anywhere basically so mm. it's a good start i'm 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 not saying anything against these campaigns but mm. it's um it just takes longer for society to catch catch up with that so they know that they should be paying attention to these things and that there is this thing whatever it may be this thing called mental health um but they haven't quite reached it yet so mm. it's it's still that struggle to then um no basically not know what to do with themselves know how to reach out know and and when um because as just to add to that that quote that you said there about you know brutalizing weakness and now it, it might not be as um as simple as anymore as uh you know not not crying as a boy or you know not um not not giving into things but now it's sort of it's also a weakness now to need help to reach out for that help even though that's being encouraged mm. so that day and and um again I, so it's very it's very complex i would never i would never blame just one thing or say this is just the one way um that people are living with but mm. i'm i'm thinking from also when i say society i'm thinking about let's say close friends family as well to a person maybe struggling uh and i can see from that perspective too again caring for people myself um or from personal experience that it can also be a struggle to see a person um whatever gender um struggling with their mental health and not knowing what to do um and because then there's pressure on them that well you know that someone's struggling now that because of that awareness that that those messages are out there so you should be able to help them you should be then able to fix them or find the right help for them and and, and that's unreasonable to think that you should be that you can do that but that's another kind of um automatic push that's been put on that as an after effect of being aware because once you're aware well, that that means there should be some kind of action to it too we don't know what that action is so it's it's just created a a a, a more problems um uh, newer problems um not not I'm saying it shouldn't go in this direction but sometimes it needs to get worse to get better but we're in that stage right now especially for boys and men where it's it's more confusing than ever before and i think that's what i'm trying to display in this book as well <laughs> yeah yeah no no definitely and i think i think that's what the beauty is of of i guess um writing a book which is uh, you know looking at a particular journey of the protagonist and all the different characters but then also mentioning those kind of deep rooted i guess 
societal problems that we have because I guess that that is part of part and parcel of, of um you know I, I guess you know in, in whether it's writing or any form of um because it becomes a form of you know activism in, in some sense even though that might not be the intention you're kind of shedding light on something which is really important and and I think you've raised a really important issue I think it does tend to happen this is across the board with so many different things that we are very good at I guess creating the labels so we're identifying identifying something which is, of course is really important because I guess the first step is really to identify and acknowledge but then yeah but I guess it's all of the infrastructure around that that we're able to really really support people and 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 really do and, and help in a way that that is needed you know I guess on an individual basis and I think that's that step is you know somewhat somewhat missing um but yeah and again you know it's this particular we, we were talking obviously in particular um in terms of the the character being a boy but obviously it's you know across all genders I guess you know the, the issues of mental health and and just yeah any any kind of societal I guess boxing in and pigeonholing, which obviously can be, you know, a, a huge, huge problem. Um, but kind of obviously um, linked to that, I, I did mention in the first half that we would have um, the pleasure of listening um, to you uh, read an extract from Dark Destiny. Um, so if I kind of pass the floor over to you to do that, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, so speaking on that theme, I've got an extract uh, from Dark Destiny, um, which hopefully shows a little bit more of the real side um of my book. Um, so going back into more uh, real life issues here. So this is back in um, Hero's Quest. Um, so I'll start. Mm -hmm. Hero woke up. Ryu was already gone and he hadn't bothered to make the bed either. He got up only to collapse back to the floor again. He felt weak and sluggish, drained not just of energy, but emotion too. He wouldn't mind sleeping until he died. He forced himself to get up and shower. It took a long time, three rounds of shampoo to get the gel and hair dye out hair dye out and half a bottle of soap with as much punishingly cold water as he could bear to make him stop feeling dirty. His memory of what he'd done at the restaurant was sketchy and somehow letting his imagination fill in the gaps was worse. He was stared into the grimy mirror with, blurred, with blurry eyes, but he couldn't recognise himself. Every time he caught his reflection, it felt surreal, as if looking through a portal at someone else in a different dimension. He was so gaunt he could, he could count his ribs. His skin was pale and he, and he had huge bags under his eyes, making his bloodshot brown eyes look dull. This wasn't him, his mind told himself. It was the only way it could trick Hero into carrying on. He looked away from the mirror in disgust. How could anyone want him? He was a perfect example of how cosmetics and the right clothes and hairstyle could, could transform a person. Hero made his way downstairs in the daze. Like always, he kept his head down and ignored the people coming and going around him. The den was always filled with some kind of activity, but none concerned Hero. Hero haunted the, haunted the kitchen, but finding nothing, he mechanically ate cereal with water. He'd have killed to have some milk just once. That was the first thing he'd buy if he ever got to keep any of the money he earned for the gang. Hero didn't know what to say to Shane. Hero knew, sorry, Hero knew his place in the gang now. At first, he really thought they'd needed him as much as he needed them. They'd made it seem as if everyone looked out for each other, but he but he'd quickly learned the hard, brutal way that the only thing they valued about him was what he could do for them. When the gang leaders soon realised he was only useful for one thing, that's when he'd stayed. That's where he'd stayed. That's just a little extract about the kind of the real issue that my character, um, hero here, um, went through as a teenager, and that's when he was joining a gang. Yeah, and again, it's it's that thing of um, being able to touch upon, again, a really important um, aspect, which is obviously very much rooted in, in reality as well, because when we talk about, you know, young people trying to find that sense of belonging and end up in situations where maybe they do end up part of, um, you know, a gang and how that all plays out. Um, and I think it was really interesting when you were talking, um, in, well, in that extract, about you know aesthetics and how we can mold ourselves into a certain way by you know by by maybe how we you know choose to look or dress or you know and and the idea is so powerful the idea you know you're looking yourself in, in a mirror and what you see you know maybe compared to the perception that other people have of you you know so there's a lot that you've touched upon which is you know which is great that you you kind of share that extract um I guess when you were, you know, maybe delving into, again, more, more of a personal um, question. So when you were writing that kind of extract, I mean, do, do you remember what it was that you were maybe thinking, I guess, in your own mind and how, like, what you were trying to convey and what message in that particular extract would you hope for the reader to take away? So um, 
first of all, I think I think it's um the way the way I wrote it first it was um I wrote heroes past uh, separate from the main storyline mm -hmm. um in, and and then I molded it in and I I I fitted in those um sort of flashback scenes with the rest of the book so when I was writing it for him it was it was just his whole story beginning to sort of end um of that part of his life mm -hmm. so um so that uh was sort of let's say the middle-ish of of his um uh, childhood well teenagehood life um and so the, what I was thinking at this time um if if I remember correctly was more about um the realization so the there's a bit before this where he's just he's kind of roped in for different reasons he's 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 found himself in the situation and he's just going along with things um but here you might see from when he's uh, the, the part where he's talking about how he looks in the mirror but also about um knowing his place now understanding what 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 his position is in the gang um compared to what he'd actually first thought that he was you know he need they need them as much as he needed them you know um that kind of um feeling so i, I for this one i was thinking about um i suppose here was a character developing one with his age and his experience and his understanding of what is going on for him. So I wanted to show, so I, I wanted to show as well as sort of the, you know, the, you know, being a gang is wrong and all those, you know, typical messages everyone already knows about. Um, I wanted to show how easy, easy and, and it can be to unknowingly get yourself into things. Mm -hmm. So for Hero, he didn't intend to, yes, I'm going to join a gang and do this mm -hmm. and this and this and be, be powerful or whatever. He didn't, he didn't intend for that to happen. He didn't, he didn't want himself to be in the position that he's in right now. Um, so this is him realizing that he's, what basically happened to him and how, how it happened in a very short mm -hmm. extract there. Um, you can see. So I wanted to show, I suppose, um, in his whole in this whole um flashback not just this one part but his whole backstory about his side of things mm -hmm. and so that you can that so hopefully the readers can relate to um anyone really kind of how it's it's a lot more complex than suddenly i don't know finding yourself in a bad situation gang or otherwise that's just mm -hmm. just because of this book but there's so many other situations you can find yourself in um and easy to then blame the victim so why did you go there why did you you know how how did you end up there how did you know did you not know did you you know it's so it's easy for, for to to think about those kind of things and how a person or a character could have avoided it mm -hmm. uh, and i really wanted to show the that side where actually the the it's it's more complex and emotional and the emotional blackmail that he kind of went through before this mm -hmm. where um he felt like uh you know he was part of something at home uh you know he, he, he felt like you know he belonged it wasn't just a um you know i don't know he wanted money or something like that and just wanted to earn for money it was more complex than maybe what we how we view certain aspects of of life um so yeah i think i think what I was thinking about here was I really wanted to show um, Hero's mentality um, of, of how he ended up there um, and how he sees it now and that kind of realisation that he hadn't had before. Mm. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's um, what you've done, I think, even you know, within, you know, that extract and is that idea of kind of the vulnerability, right, that we all have. Um, and, you know, obviously you've shown it through the character of Hero, you know, throughout the book. And I think, again, it's hopefully one of those things that when um, people of different ages read it, there, there might be a sense of something which is relatable there because, you know, and I think it's important that you said it doesn't matter what the context is. It could be uh, ended, up, ended up in a gang or it could be, you know, various other things. And how many of us can probably relate to actually I know when I was in this situation, how it happened. And again, it's, you know, really kind of delving deeper and, and showing, I guess, some sort of compassion to to, to people um, because obviously we don't know the, the whole journey. It's different when you're reading character in a book because the, the great thing is you see the character arc and you see everything that's kind of taking place. So, um, no, I think it's great. And I think it's been really interesting uh, kind of getting your own perspective on something that you've written yourself because, you know, sometimes as a reader, you might 
not know the thought process that was going into it. Um, I wonder whether you'd be able to share maybe another short short um, extract just so, yeah, I, I guess we could kind of have that conversation in terms of what your thinking was and maybe how the writer, reader you know, might, might take it. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so um, there's a there's I suppose in general I've, I've touched on quite a few different um, mm. themes. Let's say, um, and I, I think just for the sake of the not not losing any of our audiences in introducing too many characters, and um, if that's right with you, maybe sticking with just reading about um, Hero. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, not to say that I've got plenty of other. Yeah, of course. No, no, I know. We don't want to give too much away. Absolutely. No, yeah, no, no. Go for it. But also not to confuse them too much in terms yeah, of. Yeah, of course. Um, Heroes and main character, and we're, we're, if we're yeah. that, that kind of journey, it just makes sense to sort of see uh, a little bit more of that. Yeah. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, so this is, um, this actually happens surprisingly earlier <laughs> than mm-hmm. I just read. Um, but this is, um, I've chosen this part because it's, uh, it's introducing, so he's, it's, it's still a, a um, flashback, it's still when he's a teenager, it's, um, it's still at that point, but um, I've, st- I've, I've introduced, the first time introduced that fantasy element um, to, to that particular storyline, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, so before that, it's just not, well, normal as in um, no fantasy kind of featured in his uh, childhood flashbacks so far everyone's human um and uh and this is how that came about yeah mm-hmm. okay um Hero had no idea at the time that she wasn't a hallucination caused by his recent trip she was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen bright white light enveloped her so at first he just saw a floating face and long thread-like hair when the light died away he gasped the creature was almost translucent like a ghost something glinted behind her he sat up in bed transfixed He could see better now. Sharp glass feathers cut out her back. What are you, he breathed. Tenchi? He reached out in wonder, expecting to cut his fingertips or for her to fade away like an an image in water. Her laugh was like glass clinking. I can be whatever you want me to be. I can take the despair away. She rose up, strangely silent, hovering above him. He leaned down, bracing his arms behind him. How, he breathed in awe. Whatever I do, it only lasts a moment. And then the dream shatters and I'm worse off than when I started. He looked away, not wanting something so beautiful and pure to see him like this, not wanting to see himself reflected in her mirror wings. She shook her head. I'm better than any drug. I can fill up this emptiness inside you. You can really do that? He couldn't help being suspicious. He'd had enough of false promises and double-edged favours. She placed one slim hand over his heart. It was ice cold, but then warmth spread through him from within. Yes, I will take away all the pain and the loneliness, if that's what you want. Hero hesitated and she took away took her hand away. Instantly, gripping pain and bottomless depression renewed its invasion of his heart. Yes, he said quickly, wanting it to go away by any means. Is this your wish, she asked. Yes, he answered with more conviction this time. Know that in return I shall have your body. He didn't hesitate. His body hadn't been his own for years. Yes, he said for the final time. Her wings enveloped him in a frenzy of pleasure pain stabbed into him. He threw his head back and his spine bowed. He would have collapsed if the creature hadn't been holding on to him. The creature placed him back onto the bed gently. He felt strangely numb, numb, and it wasn't the drugs. He fell asleep. When Hero woke up in the late afternoon, his hopes and dreams shattered. He was in the same small, dirty room. White dust lay at the table and more customers awaited him. Mm, that was so good to hear. <laughs> you know, um, because it's different. You know, it's different when you're reading it yourself. When you kind of um hear the author reading themselves, it's different. It's different and much um. It's just a, yeah, it's it's a brilliant experience. So thank you for <laughs> kind of indulging me. Um, what I want to do is I know we're we're kind of approaching the the end of the show. Um, and it's been obviously wonderful talking about um. Dark Destiny, which is obviously the second uh, part of this um, fantasy series. The first was obviously The Sickness. Um, I know that you also have um, a blog that you're writing. So I wonder whether we kind of uh, wrap up the show where you can talk a little bit about that and how, um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you or follow your work, what might be the best way? Sure, thanks. Uh, yes, I literally just, um, this blog went live two days ago. 
um, I'm very spoiled at the moment, so I made it overnight um, mm. and decided I made it overnight. So the blog is, um, you can find it under my author name, basically, www.yazara.com. Um, and it's quite straightforward. Um, but it's not your typical kind of author page. Um, there's only a small part about my book, so I won't, I won't pester you too much about, about buying those. Um, but it's a blog that mixes the very topics that we talked about today, fantasy, um, well, creativity more than anything else, creativity and mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, so I work in the NHS. I'm a mental health practitioner. I work with children and adolescents. I'm a trained counsellor. But I also have personal experience of uh, myself and family members dealing with mental health, caring for them, um, as well as traumas, etc. Let's not go into the pity party. But there's so mm-hmm. many things from personal experience as well as just my job that I thought I could use to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, so this blog is to kind of, sort of let's say advice but my own experience and hopefully people can get inspired and and also ask for any tips from me as well through the contacts page mm-hmm. um where we can talk talk about how to use different forms of creativity not just writing but different forms of creativity to help with mental health um mm-hmm. and to cope and to get by um and and to deal with that struggle but also feel like there's that community that understands um there and to just be supportive of each other really um um and I just wanted to start that kind of uh, community um, base uh, on my website. So the, um, again, it's just under my author name, www.yazara.com. Um, and uh, just started it. So um, really about um, my experiences, but not just all the, the bad stuff, but how I got through it as well and things that maybe others hopefully can use as well. Yeah, no, and it's wonderful that you're kind of able to, to share that that platform. And obviously, it's probably the perfect uh, way, obviously, to, to get in touch with you. And uh, of course, we've been talking about Dark Destiny today, uh, which obviously people can purchase, um, I assume, mainly from Amazon and, and different, um, what might be the best way for them to purchase? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, both my books, The Sickness uh, and Dark Destiny are on Amazon, but you can also buy them directly from my um, publisher's page, um, which is Austin Mc austinmccauley.com um but yeah if you search for it there it's in most online um bookshops but probably amazon's the easiest one to just go with um i'm on goodreads as well so you can follow me on there and put that on your um to be read list excellent excellent it's been an absolute um joy talking to you as yazara thank you so much for your time today and i wish you the luck obviously best of luck with everything else that, that you're working on um as well inshallah and hopefully we'll have you uh back in the near future um and in the meantime um listen so i will be back inshallah um in a couple of weeks with a new book and a new guest in the meantime please keep us in your du'as assalamualaikum thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspire FM Luton.